Brought to you by the Gathering Card Store in High Point, North Carolina, your host, Chris Law. Alright, my favorite phrase ever uttered in the history of magic. Swing with a million squirrels. Chris Kennedy. Alright, this guy over here has a flyer to block with. <laughs> but he killed my soul ring. And will that. You know, I was I was actually fine with talking about this until it turned out I was wrong. And now, it's time to run the gauntlet. Hello again, and welcome to Running the Gauntlet. I'm your host, Chris. With me, as always, my co-host... Will Levesque. And Chris Kennedy. All right. Um, well, let's let's kick this show off right. We've got some new things out of M12 that we need to talk about. A couple that are, of them are pretty exciting. Yeah, a couple of them are, are really exciting for me. For me, one being kind I mean, of... If they weren't exciting, then we probably wouldn't be talking about it, because I can think of at least three or four cards we're not going to mention. <laughs> Actually, one card that's exciting for me, simply because I'm a real Johnny player and just like trolling people, and that's World Slayer. <laughs> Did that card even see play with the last time it was legal? You know. No, but that's not the point. I like yeah. blowing shit up. It's like Warp World. Nobody plays it, they just talk about it. <laughs> I don't even do that. <laughs> I don't talk about Warp World. No. I, I really like World Slayer, though. Like, I, I'm thinking about putting it... I built the... Uh, I built a Sharoom EDH bag. No, you didn't. I did. But Lies and slander, you can't do it. <laughs> I did. You need $1,200 up front. No, 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 no. I built a really shitty version of yours. Instead of all of your combos, I just went like dude's equipment package. Like Tajnar Swordsman, You're like, Stone Hewer Giant, with uh, you know all the swords. So not, Fire Shrieker, not Stone Clamp, Bitter Blossom with um, Mirror Turbine, and uh, New Continuous. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so essentially you could be playing... Send triplets or Perdivitus well, is your general and it wouldn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sharoom is way better because I'm, since I'm playing a lot of artifacts. Yeah, so when someone anyway, it's the ability to combo off of his ability. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like Sharoom, Oh, I Sharoom. have that combo in there. I put it in there after you showed me Bitter Ordeal. <laughs> bitter Ordeal, Cycle, Extractor Demon. Uh, so how many of the combos do you have in your list? How many combos? Oh, in his oh, list? I only, oh. I only have Bitter Ordeal and I have... Um, time Seed Factor Assembly. Those are the only two combos I have. We already know you're willing to spend money on combos, Will. Yeah, I'm willing to go the distance. And, yeah, What's your yeah. winning streak? Uh, see, I won. I didn't. I actually lost the game. Um, it was kind of unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had unfortunate. to. It's kind of unfortunate. Yeah, I actually lost the game. I, I proceeded to win, but like, um, I proceeded to win the next one. Next. Next couple of months, but like so, uh, so the streak it was is starting over. It, yeah, the streak starting over. It's no longer 30, uh, 34 wins, but um, it's now zero. It, it's <laughs> now two. But <laughs> hell, I've won two straight. Yeah, well, I haven't. I've only I've only been able to play two games so long. But it was a one two. It was a eight person EDH game, and uh, it was kind of hard to beat seven people all gunning for you. Oh no no, the only only two people were gunning for me on the table, and then um. I ended up like every time I uh, I tried to resolve Doctor uh, Doctor Assembly, um, not not Doctor Assembly, uh, Doctor Foundry. Every time I tried to resolve Doctor Foundry, I I one time I got um, hindered to the bottom of the deck. Another time after I searched it back out, another time I got uh it got just it got destroyed before I could uh like I had to tap out to get it back. 
and so like it got destroyed before it got back around to me. And then um, there was a infinite mana combo with uh, um, I want to say it was Prison Titanial and some equipment that some equipment that made infinite mana with it. I can't remember exactly. I wasn't I wasn't very familiar. I know Scyther the Wretched has like it wasn't it wasn't with Scyther the Wretched because I'm I'm familiar with those, but like I wasn't very familiar with it. And so like I, I read it and then like. I tried to figure it out. It was like, you had to have at least four creatures, and then you pay three to untap the creature. So essentially, like, you're netting one off each untap. And, like, I, re- I realized that, that he was just going to loop it, and I was like, well, I have to stop this. So I had to force a will, because it was the only, uh, only counterspell I had, but I was tapped out, so I forced a will and had to remove my time seed. And so then I wasn't going to be able to win through that, and so I had to hope to do it with Sharoon. But uh, we actually couldn't stop him from setting out the combo after multiple attempts. And he uh, got infinite mana, uh, and then green sun zenith for uh, green green sun. I don't know. What would you do if you, if you had infinite green mana and green sun zenith and playing, mana, and playing green white? The green green sun zenith for some creature and kill us all. I can't remember exactly how he won, but uh, I was I was too busy playing Pokemon at the same time. So. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is. Oh, oh, you go ahead. The thing about Sharoon decks is, like, ex- like mine in particular, like, I was playing one game on Lackey, and there's... What's that? No. What was that site? <laughs> First plug. First plug. <laughs> you should go check it out. Um, <laughs> anyway, playing a game uh, of EDH, and I was playing against this guy. It was one-on-one, and this guy had, was playing a Naya deck. And, uh, no, I take that back. He was playing Crash. Crash the Blood Rated. People play that card? Yeah, he's not so bad. Yeah, he's not. Um, but anyway, he was dropping dude after dude, and, and like, basically, I was having to use up all his removal, just all my removal to stay alive. And then, like, Never in did. the process like, of like his removal, mind slaver. Like, yeah. in the process of like two turns, like I don't know how, but I was just winning, and I don't know how I started winning. Huh. Like I think it That's started with Bitter Blossom. Yeah. <laughs> bitter Blossom Bitter Blossom usually the start of winning. But Bitter Blossom so. with Feast and Famine? <laughs> I think that's how I started winning. Did we have some intro cards to discuss? We did. I, I have another the, the point of The point of getting into that was saying I would have put World Slayer in in Sharoom, in Sharoom since I'm playing Dark Soul Forge Microsoft Lattice. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, Loss. You're you're more than welcome to play a nine cost artifact that doesn't do anything. <laughs> well, it makes everything indestructible. It just doesn't do. But anything. with Microsoft Lattice, it makes everything. all my thing and all my stuff indestructible. It's cute and full of shenanigans. I like it. I can't tell you how many times I've been able to pull it off in EDH games. Yeah. Like it's I mean, retarded. Do you play a master transmitter? No. You should do that. Right, World Slayer is already legal in Commander. Why don't we start talking about its standard implications? No. no. Right, no. Zero. Moving on. Right, everybody's we, favorite artifact is coming back. I don't know about favorite. It it's a good everybody. one. It's everybody's favorite. Solemn, it's an, Similarocum. It's, it's an EDH staple. Everyone's favorite to pronounce. Similarocum. It, it's an EDH Similarocum. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy. Um, so the SS... Boat's coming back. There you go. SS Boat? I don't know. It's like SS. initials. But, um, He's a Nazi. I, I, what's the player that the face is molded after? It is Jin. Jin? Yeah. Jins. I, I don't know. Anyway, that's why people call it Jins. 
Right. <laughs> and so, um, but he's coming back. If you don't know what he does, he's a four-cost artifact for 2-2. When he comes into play, search your library for a basic land card and put it into play tap. When he's put in the graveyard from play, you draw a card. <laughs> so, it's pretty standard. He's pretty simple. And What does he do in standard? I don't think he, I don't. he ramps you and rolls a can, can, cantrips when he dies. So you just he's, he's mostly two damage a turn because they're not, not just not going to block him. Um, like but what I what I'm wanting to know is like if you can, isn't there just better things you can do for four mana? From four mana? Because he, I was listening to I, mean, I was listening to another podcast and I called Chris and talked to Chris about this. Um, I was listening to another podcast, Hold of Notions. And they had Mike Flores yeah. as a guest on there, and he was talking about how the most, the really the only important thing in Magic is what you get out of your mana. Like everybody gets, you know, this. this right, you're getting one, a land and a potential. No, hold on, hold okay. on, just listen. Like the argument they were talking about a deck, and they were talking about um, the Etch Monstrosity Malira um, interaction. Okay. And um, Mike was like. Alright, look at it this way. You invested seven mana and two cards into this, you know, 10-10 guy, right? Right. Now, for seven mana and two cards, I have Tezzeret and Tumble Magnet. Like, I'm getting much more out of that, out of the same amount of mana and the same amount of cards you're investing into that. Or for six mana, or for seven mana, I could go Titan, or Grave Titan, do something else. Like Inquisition Grave Titan. Yeah, Inquisition Grave Titan. And get way Uh, more... Yeah, I I understand. understand And getting way more value. So, and and just in standard, are there better things you can do with four mana? Turn four, we have Koth, we have... Not the new Jays. We have the... We're looking at Thrun. I mean, there are a lot of people talking about Thrun. We have... have, Oh, we have Thrun. We have Tezzeret. We have Tether. All right, you, there are there are a lot of other things, but then like, also on the same same side, like, for four mana, you get a land, you get a body of two two, and you you're going he can't turn twenty dice. He replaces himself. They don't so, want to block him unless they have to. Unless, so so then you essentially have ten. Uh, t- I, would assume a, I would assume a three three I mean, would block him and just give you the card. Well, I'm not saying they're not going to trade with him. I'm not, not gonna, saying that the card isn't good. Him. I'm not saying the card yeah. won't be good in standard. I'm just saying, like, before for people oh, who... I mean, I'll play him in Tezzeret. I will. I will actually well, play him, uh, we'll play him in, Tez- in Tezzeret, yes, but because you can get more value out of the card. Like, you can make him a 5 I mean, you no, know, we're essentially... Well, we're essentially also getting more value out of Tezzeret by playing him. Yeah, play. but the point is, is, like, like for people who like this card and play it in EDH... Don't just pick this card up and start playing it in standard just because it's good at EDH. Like, I mean, don't put it in red. I mean, like, yeah, I, just can't, think I can't of, see the reasons. Like, just that, think but. if there's a better way you can invest that four mana into what your deck really, is trying to do. I think it's a really great thing that they reprinted it. Like, oh, I think it's a great thing, too. We got Grim Lava Master. We got a Colorist one, too. Yeah. So we got Solomon back. And, I mean, so this is the first time he's been reprinted. Yeah. And, I mean, Grim Lava Master has been reprinted. Outside of the set, outside in the fire, and the fire yeah. deck doesn't count. Um, but let's then, talk about the next reprint that had us best one, best, <laughs> best one, best reprint in the whole set. O ring, oblivion ring. O ring is back. Wizards. But now they heard the cry and <laughs> delivered. Like I, I don't know O-ring how many people. Has I don't been know severely missed. Yeah, I don't know how many people were like, I need O ring. And journey you, does not cut it. You know I, why I the battle cry. You actually. know why the battle cry for O Ring was going out, right? While people were calling for it. Yase. Jace. Yeah, Yase. And then guess who's not here anymore? 
Gideon's so like here, though. I mean, like, there, there's still implications of having O-ring. Like, oh, I'm not saying the O-ring's not even good. I'm just saying, like, the the main reason that people were talking about, oh, I want O-ring, we need O-ring back, is, like, not here anymore. Well, it, was, it wasn't just Jason. It was Planeswalkers in specific. Yeah, I've they, O-ringed like, a lot of things other than Jace in the day. Yeah, and I mean, like, O-ring's, yeah, they could have printed a version that said, remove target Planeswalker, and that would have been... Not, not That good. would have been not... Played. That would have just been like a dead uncommon in the set. And everyone would have been like, <laughs> Journey's gonna go out, Oreen's gonna come back in, I accept. Yeah, I'm, you know what? Yeah, that's a great trade. I, I, I'm not gonna lie, that's probably the best trade ever. They could have reprinted Journey. Yeah, and we could have been like, why? Get out of here with that crap. <laughs> I don't think anybody has anything bad to say about Oblivion Ring coming back at M12, do they? No. No. Um, I'm gonna find a way to permanently remove stuff. I gotta figure out a way to bounce it, like, bounce, <laughs> bounce it with the triggers on the stack. I'm oh, gonna yeah. figure it out. <laughs> Hopefully Innistrad will give me some trick, uh, tools to do that. But. Okay, let me ask you this about a cool combo too. They they recently unbanned World Gorger Dragon in EDH. The infinite mana combo with him? No, not, not infinite mana. It's infinite dudes coming into play or infinite dudes or uh, infinite dudes going to the graveyard trigger. Kill you. Trigger. Like you, you have World Gorger Dragon in the graveyard, then you cast right. Animate Dead. Right. World Gorger Dragon yeah, comes in, dies, and, and then it and bounces then back. If you, have, yeah. if you have a Pandemonium effect in play, you just kill right. people. Yeah, you do. Or I mean, I'm not. I'm besides not. bitter ordeal, that one's obvious. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it gives Reanimator a, an instant kill everybody. Yeah, it does. But like, um, you have to have the third effect. Like that's the thing. Like. Because everyone was just like, oh, you can just play World War II Dragon and Animate Dead. And and what I, are you going to do with it? Yeah, and I just looked at it and like kept staring at it. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, do something. <laughs> I, just, I was just like started yelling at the cards. I was like, do something. I, I but like they honest, didn't. It's not a great reanimator target unless you're going to come yeah, out. I couldn't figure but out. But I just don't know. I don't know how to abuse it. Like Because if you had a pandemonium effect out. There's a new pandemonium in M12. I think that's what we're getting to here at this point, right? It costs six, right? It costs six, and it says whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, it deals damage equal oh, to which yeah. power. What is, it, what is it called? It's down, down. It's Warstorm Search. Yeah, Warstorm Search. Five okay. and a red. Enchantment. Well, I mean, I guess. For Pandemonium. So, I mean, well, we now, have, we now have another Pandemonium we can go get. There it goes. No, it comes in place till trigger. And we play. Yeah, it, it'll still kill him. It's so, infinite. Yeah. They'll still kill everybody, but like, there's tons of people playing Tomod's Crypt, Neil Spellbomb. Um, well, I never said it was a good combo. <laughs> I, I mean, like, it's people are aware of it. I mean, heck, Torpor Orb. I tell people the card I'm most scared of in EDH is Torpor Orb. They don't listen to me. No, I've yet to see anybody <laughs> play it. So, and it's mainly because everybody has come to play abilities. So, like, the first person to do it is going to be like, why does none of my stuff work? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, for the record, Robbie Coates liked my comment about how about O-Ring and about playing I haven't Walkers. seen Robbie Coates in a long time. Why is this relevant? I, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Anyways. Um, so, O-Ring's my, back. My comment was, it's on Facebook, it's talking about O-Ring, and I, was, I said it makes Planeswalkers, like, kind of less of a threat. I mean, they no, should no, be no, it doesn't kind make of less than a threat. Kind of less. No, less of a, less of a threat. He says not less than a threat, but he's less of a threat. And like, I mean, they're not. They're, they're, no, they're still a threat. They still do what they do. Like, and 
This is the rest of my comment. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I go. I go on to say they should be more of a utility card, like the old Garrick, like Kosh or Gideon, rather than like I win once I limit break. You know, like Jay Spencer or and old Elspeth, like. And not only with printing new versions of old Planeswalkers and now O-Ring, Planeswalkers aren't so much the nuts anymore like they used to be. I don't know if the new Gary turns out to be real. That's pretty good, right? But I mean, like the dudes that he makes, the dudes that he makes don't come into like they don't have hands. So make all these dudes and then they just day and then you're sad. I mean, sure. Who plays day? White (laughs) deck. Control decks? I mean... Or they Black Sun Zenith? For three? Wipe your shit? Whatever. I mean, But that's gonna happen to any overrun deck. Good catch. (laughs) (laughs) I have one thing to say. While we're on the Facebook page, we promised Dan Keto a shout-out for this. We did? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Continue. I don't know how they would find it. I mean, it's, a, it's a group. I don't know. It's a closed group, so I don't know why we're giving it a shout out. Uh, well, anyway, anybody that sees sees us talking on um, a place to talk about magic, they won't because it's a closed group. If they're not, if they're no, not no, 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 I know. But the people that uh, anybody that sees us on there, I, we just want to shout out the group. Everybody, uh, we're glad you listened to the show. So thank you. Uh, if you have any, please like our Facebook page too. <laughs> We're, we're so did, close to the we're 25. So close. I'm like, and then once we get it to 25, we, we get a dot com slash. And then yeah. we can get more people directed to it. Yeah. yeah. It'll be a lot easier for you to just post links to your friends. They won't, or you can just tell your friends facebook.com slash running the gauntlet instead of facebook.com slash 18765 Or they go facebook.com slash running the gauntlet and they get the, the friend account that. I only check to accept the friend request. Yeah. Just to just to see who has listened to us. Hey. I mean, I check it. Pr- I just walk over to it. And I just, yeah. I'm proud of that. I mean, we're up to 32 friends. That's more than a lot of the people in the card shop have on their actual accounts. <laughs> okay, we're talking about real friends. Some of them have like 9,000 Facebook friends, but only have like four real friends. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, Inside so, joke. Yeah, I think so, that joke's uh, going to stay between the three of us. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> but, uh, so, okay, we finished talking about O-Ring, let's talk about Are we? one, well, yeah, we, we have, okay, uh, this, is it. Um, this is the one let's that talk we about the new Jace, let's talk, yeah, exactly, yeah. Planeswalkers is where I was trying to segue to, yeah, but, uh, which we've done a lot of talking about away from the show, so let's talk about somebody that we thought we were done talking about <laughs> last week, Jace 3.0, yeah, Jace Jace 2.0 or 2.5. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know where he fits in. I think yeah. he's a 1.5. <laughs> actually, actually, I'll awesome. call him. I'll call him Jace point zero seven five. I'll call him double of seven. Because <laughs> and here's why. Here's why. Because yeah, I think Pierce he's, this, I, like, I I think like he's worse than Jace Valerian. I don't think he. No, I think he's better than Jace Valerian, but he's nowhere near. But only slightly. Mind sculptor. Well, they, they do they call him one point two five. No, he rolls up for you. Draw. All right, Jace three point zero is fine. Whatever, because he's the third, third, third one to come out. But <laughs> honestly, I I don't think there's a problem with him. Like, I don't. I'm real disappointed. That I Bel- think Bel- first off, I want to say I'm real disappointed that Valerian's not getting reprinted. Yes. Like, 
I like that card. I like it a lot. I like the fact that it works well with Sun Titan. Sun Titan is getting reprinted. I like the fact. I like the fact that like drawing cards. Are you just want to do ridiculously broken blue light control ships, don't you? I don't know what you like to do. Returning Jace with Sun Titan is broken. I like the tectonic edge with Sun Titan. That's that's ridiculous. You're just like tech edge every turn. Just like is this or you in Crucible? Maybe. Oh, um, are you? Are you playing a dual a deck with more than one color? Oh, I'm just gonna blow up all your lights. Anyway, but so I'm kind of sad that Bellerin's not getting reprinted. But at the same time, having a hard time talking to people slightly. Yeah, it's uh don't for some reason like I had a Fanta and uh it just made me more thirsty and so now my mouth's all dry and I'm just like ah man. Do not drink Fanta. Yeah, that's that's the moral story. That's the moral story. But so I'm real sad about that, and then yeah. the new Jace. Uh, do, do, plus I think one draw card. Yep. Minus an, an opponent. One? An opponent mills one. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. I mean that yeah. could be. Bad. No, no, no. Jace, Jace is uh, Jace's plus one was actually a plus two, and it was all. all yeah, but it, was, but it was all plus players. two. But yeah. it was plus two. It was a plus two. But you were building up yeah. to his ultimate. His ultimate wasn't that good. It just allowed you, you to minus one, one him more. You were at one point. No, no not this past standard season, but there was one point where you were milling twenty and then uh, twin casting. Sure. Um, what was the that card? Was, that was Thomas Morwen. No, it was Thomas. That was something else. It might have been. No, Can we discuss haunting echoes. No, no, it was, it was mono blue. It was a mono blue deck. Yeah. It was a mono blue combo deck. I can't remember the cards. But he allows there. everybody to draw twenty cards. Yeah. Well, no, it's any number of players. Yeah. You could any number of target players draw twenty cards. Yeah. So you just target yourself and be like, uh, do we have confirmation that spellbooks for printed? No. And no. then and then clean up aisle meat. Yeah. Clean up aisle <laughs> I think actually, yeah. That was you last you week. Have, yeah, I did say that. If you have enough mana open, drawing twenty cards could seal the game, right? I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I don't think I, people don't, are going to be building forget, up to draw twenty. Don't forget. I think this still is going to be. Vincer's journal. This, this oh, is. Going I will to draw twenty cards. I will gain twenty-seven life in we my next upkeep. Journal. But I don't think that's the that's, plan. Well, I, I think I, the plan that's is not just a plus bad one plan, him every like, turn. But that's not. That's. I mean, it's suboptimal, but it's not actually terrible. actually the the correct plan. And I and Chris wanted me to make a deck for a deck tech this week to do it, but uh, on he Sunday, was lazy and didn't. <laughs> Blame Pokemon. Anyway, I, I, that's the go to. Right? It's so it's so addictive. It is so addictive. I can't stop. But <laughs> if you get lackey, I'll play Pokemon with you on lackey. Because I've been looking for some people to play. The third game? Yes. No, I'm playing like the video game. Oh like, fuck you! No. <laughs> I can't stop that. I'm, I was I almost went out and bought black and white. But I got bored. I got bought, bored. And then I bought a bunch of playmats. I got bored with Pokemon <laughs> at playmat. I got bored with Pokemon at Ruby and Sapphire when it just become when it became the same game over and over again. Like fuck that. I'm bored. With All right, I'm pretty sure this I'll is play, a magic right. podcast. I'll play. <laughs> we don't but, have anything else to talk about. This but, no, okay, so we're still Jay, on so Jace. So back to what I was saying. I came up with a pretty good plan for Jace. Um, the whole, and this is this is. Before while we still have Zendikar, but we still have Hedron Crabs, Archive Traps. Mill is actually probably a decent possibility. For and, now. Yeah, for now it is. And like, so I was thinking about it, I was like, alright, so we gotta do this. And I was like, um, 
when I was somebody just plays an Eldrazi against me, I was like, crap, I have to, I have to add something else. And so, like, I came up with, uh, like, there were a couple things that, first off, I'll, Neil Spellbomb yeah. was one of them. Neil Spellbomb was uh, one of them, but that, the only problem was that I could, if I responded to the trigger of the Eldrazi going in, I would have to start all over, and they would just be out the Eldrazi. If they played more than two, I'd have to Or you could play Bajukabog. Play, yeah, but then I'll be just removing portions of their graveyard as I'm building them. They'd still have the Eldrazi to cycle through, and it would just take a long while. But Jace's ultimate actually kind of has a built-in effect, like to get around the Eldrazi. The draw twenty mechanism puts the Eldrazi in, in their, their hand. hand. Yeah, it puts it in their hand, and if there's if there's twenty cards left in the library, I deck them. If there's twenty, if there's nineteen cards left, if there are nineteen cards in the library, it says I win the game. Yeah, it, like. So it's, it's built in, um, and like besides the standard uses yeah. of the new Jace, how good is he as, as a dredge enabler or a reanimator card in modern? If that does become a format, how good is he? I don't know at five. He's pretty expensive. Troll. Yeah, for that's five, the problem. He's, he's, he's that's he's, his problem. He is very expensive for dredge or like, reanimator in modern. I like don't five is still steep in modern. Are people going to try? People are gonna try. I mean, at least they'll set it up before they take it anywhere. I don't think people are gonna try it at like a major event until it's perfected. But um, so we it may, it may it may be it may be a while until we see that. But because yeah, the five casting costs a lot, and so that's why I was saying with the the obvious mill decks and stuff. Um, we you'd play like Hedron Craft. You would play Archive Trap. And just let him close Jace. the game. You, yeah, you would use him to close the game, and like most of the time, like the draw effect in a mill deck is pretty, and then it, like, pretty crucial. Like if you, because I, I didn't know when I did, like I've seen mill decks play and stuff that they kind of just run out of steam, and so the fact that I'm drawing an extra card while still go, uh, going towards my goal. Not to mention, I mean, his last two abilities are mill you. Yeah, yeah. and if you want to, like, and, oh, one ahead. option that you have is you could play. There are eight dudes you could play. You could play um, Halmar Excavator and Dwarven Shapeshifter. I mean, True. you can. I wouldn't suggest but I it, but why. you can. I'm making a face. <laughs> <laughs> he is making a face. I'm it's like a it. sour face. It's like I got a bad taste in my mouth. Remember the bitter beer face commercial? <laughs> uh, anyway, but so... Um, I never said my idea was a good one, but yeah. it's an idea. Well, did, any, did you guys see Attack of the Show when they spoiled this, Jace? Did you guys watch that? Mm -mm. Uh, I kind of no. wanted to discuss the way they handled the spoiling of Jace. Because they show this picture, right? They show Jace, and then they they completely skip over his plus one ability. And they say, how cool is it to make your opponent mill pin? Or, hey, how about draw 20? <laughs> they just completely skip over the fact that it says plus one draw card. Target I mean, player mills one. Which I think is the ability that's going to be chosen at least 80 to 85% of the time. Yeah, I and they completely skip right over. What's his What's his loyalty for? Yes. Yeah, I think that's pretty pretty effective. I think he's going to be plus one a lot. Eh, I don't know. I'm going to. I'm definitely going to sleeve up a blue black mill deck. Um, the reason I had to end up putting black in there was uh, we came got up glimpse in modern. So I mean, this could actually well, be. We're talking about standard. standard. Yeah. We're talking about standard. Viable yeah. in that format. I am talking about standard currently, but you're you're right, modern. That it is, it will be probably a lot more viable than in modern. I may do it first in standard, then convert it over modern because it, like I'll have it for evidence tried, and stuff like that. We've tried mill in standard. Yeah, I'm. I mean, does one planeswalker change how good it, it is? It actually it can. Like well, it really can. It, he's doing a lot of things that we're fixing the deck. The deck runs out of steam. It has a draw potential on it. 
And, and like you can, he can finish the game. He's a finisher. It, while his plus one is still helping, he gets around Eldrazi. And I, well, yeah, he he gets around Eldrazi, but he doesn't do it well enough because he still mills that one and like and the mill ten and like there's still a potential that I could just mill an Eldrazi and or, I, I would just be I'd be back to square one and starting all over my mill plan again with minus fetches, here's and archive traps and stuff like that. So. Um, the idea I came up with was to do blue-black, and I could play either Leyline of the Void, uh, which is the obvious one, or um, the Black Trap from Zendikar. Yes, the which Ravenous, is always Ravenous been, Trap. The Ravenous Trap has been the go-to right. for dealing with Eldrazi since the Eldrazi were printed. Yeah, so that was that was the thinking behind that. Uh, I. I'm pretty sure that at this point, without before extensive testing, I'm going to I'm going to obviously test against an Eldrazi Green at some point, so that I have a three that like it's going to be the highest percentage of me hitting Eldrazi's. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to test against that, and I'm probably going to end up saying that Leyline of the Void is just gonna it's just gonna be one of those cards, and like I may only main deck one Leyline, I may main deck one Leyline of the Void, and then um. I wouldn't main board more than two. I yeah, that's the thing. And then just so I don't have to say I lose game one against any deck that plays the main decks and I'll drop it. So anyway, and Chris, you had you said uh, oh, you had an idea. It was terrible. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've done a lot of thinking. I have like a like my idea was surgical extraction, but that's the same problem that Bajukabog and Neil Spellbomb have. Right. I mean, I could play Memorside if I really wanted to, but. I'd have but to guess what Eldrothi it is. I have a three, a one in three chance. They could have more. And they could have more than that. Uh, you say Emrakul, and you go through their deck, and, and you get the one Emrakul, and, and you see the Kozilek. And, and, yeah. Or they're playing and two Ulamogs and one Kozilek, and that's it. And then they're not playing Emrakul. Then you're, then you're out of card in four mana. Most of the time, I would guess Kozilek before I guess Emrakul, unless it's a heavy ramp deck. Um... It depends. Like sometimes you can get reads off players. Uh, I would I would most likely try to get a read before I member side blindly, and uh, then I'd see the then I'd member side see their hand remove them and be like, oh, I could have just won. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now let's talk about. Um, it was uh, more point fuckers. It was spoiled in Japanese, and it was translated. We're not sure whether or not the translation is right. But yeah. to, to be fair, Karn was also spoiled in Japanese, and it turned out to be spot on. Well, except for the name, but uh, who cares the about ability, the name? The, ability the abilities were all there. The, uh, the the translation was awful, little because I remember they said restart the match. The the original translation for the English it said restart the match. Oh, did it? Yeah. Well, okay. So you'd be like, oh, you won game one, psych out. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, all right. Well, what we're talking about is Garrick. The, the, new, the new Garrick. To think that this Garrick. The translation. Yeah, I, mean, I, I trust Japanese. The, the the translation it's Garrick Predator, or or something along those lines. The, the, the name and is irrelevant. And he's one wrong. green, green, green. Comes in with four loyalty counters. He rolls up for two to Rampant Growth. He rolls up for one to put a 2-2 Green Wolf into play. And he rolls down for seven, I think, to put a 2-2 Wolf into play for each creature you control and each land you control. So if I control five lands and five dudes, I get ten more dudes. (laughs) So, um, he's pretty good. Uh, The Triple Green is kind of awkward because I remember my my best experience with playing with Garouk has always been in tricolor decks like Rug or uh, Jund 
And so, like, that was the thing. I really liked the group for those. And he, it, he was just one of the most useful players. Like, he was, like, it's probably second best, like, next, play to, him. next to Jason. Untap. When I'm playing, yeah. Next turn, I have overrun. Yeah. Now, and here's here's another thing, though. And I almost always overlook that, too, when I'm playing against my opponent. It's like, the untap immediately puts him to uh, ultimate. Yeah. Yeah, I almost always you almost that. missed that. Like you have to kill if they have Duke on the board, you have to kill them the turn they play him. Now here's here's another thing. Or at least find a way to get at least one loyalty counter off. Now of this this is a way that I thought to uh, use. I play mono green beasties like beastie Eldrazi spawn type thing. Um, you know the deck basically. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, and I run two old Garricks in there. And yeah, old Garrick is fine, but the new Garrick will help me out so much more. Yeah, I mean, because it, I, if, that's that's what he's designed. Like the triple green says it in, in the mana. It says it in the mana cost. He's he's designed for mono green. I don't see many other decks that that we're going to play. But I do remember with group that like I would like I could have I could have one red and still cast Inferno Titan. Yeah. Like that was that was beyond those. He he himself was a mana fixer. Yeah. So. Uh, and another another thing about him is. In like one thing that I could do with him in in my mono green deck, and I'm going to is I'm probably going to play two of him, one regular Garrick, and then play three Stampede, three Overrun, or three two maybe, and then run stuff like um, stuff like Tezzeret's Gambit. What, what was your count of the Garrick again? It was three of the new one, one of the old one, or two new one, two new one old. Okay. And then probably three stampede two overrun. I don't think overrun's better than stampede. It's more consistent. You're always yeah, but gonna I'm gonna play Dun- three. But I'm gonna play Dungrove Elder. But you're always, always gonna get plus three off of overrun. Um, and I drop Dungrove Elder, and I always, always get way more than three when you have him. But if you draw lead this, or if you draw overwhelming stampede, and I you can don't just have play, him, put, uh, I can about, play lead the stampede. How about this? How about play overrun as? The a four of and then uh well, the other one has stampede. A, yeah, the other one is a little no. How about that? Like, like I feel like it should be your fifth copy, uh, and not your and not your actual. Like I do feel I agree with Chris. Uh, overrun seems a little bit better because it's a more standard. Like it's not going to get your plan won't get as as bogged down. Like like. Because like there there's variances of in your abilities like you you try to when you when you're trying to build a deck you just want to make sure that you streamline it enough to the point where it's going to be able to work consistently and do the same thing things in the game. Well, right now the way the way it's built right now it's still pretty consistent because I'm running I've got four of Leatherback Greylaw four of um, Kozilek's Predator four of Garrick's Companion and then all I have uh, and then I just once I get or um, Bellowing Tangleworm. If I can drop two big dudes, by that point I've got plant tokens, I've got Eldrazi spawns, I've got birds, and then I can just stampede. Okay, and I mean, like, I understand stampede's obviously better, but like, uh, you just, you try to make your processes to work the same, the same same way every time, and then that way, that way the, you remove the variance from your own, so like, what your opponent would do would not variance your plan as much as if, if it was these two cards. Like, because if you... Alright, so you have four guys in an overrun. Um, each of them with two top, two power and two toughness. You're, it's going to be... Well, that's, that's a bad example. Um, 
because it's the same either way. But yeah, how's no, 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 no. Say if you have about four guys, two, two, you overrun. You, they're each going to be five, five, so that's twenty points of damage, right? And if you have lead the stampede, you have four guys and overrun and um, lead the stampede. No, well, lead the stampede is to get dudes. That's the spell or, that gets dudes. But the other one, the uh, overwhelming stampede. Overwhelming stampede. We um, play a lot of greed. <laughs> if, you, if you play, like he said, I like over, to start from the bottom. <laughs> if you play overwhelming stampede and you have four two twos, there are all four fours, and so then that means you have sixteen points of damage instead of twenty. Yeah, I mean, I understand that. I'm, I'm still, I'm still. You have to have an extra dude to make the damage, yeah. and then you'd have five more damage. So there's twenty five. So We're just saying that overrun, overrun is always plus three plus three. Yeah. It doesn't matter what's on the board. It's always yeah. plus three plus three. Yeah, and um, so like. That's why I think it's better. And then, are you playing Vindivine? I would if I had them. Okay. That's but I don't enough. have them. Are you playing them on, uh... That place he likes to plug. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> Lackey CCG. It's that, real cool. You it. should check it out. Are you, are you, <laughs> that's uh... Two. Are you playing Vindivines there? I don't play it on there. What? Because I can play so much better, better stuff on Lackey. That's three. <laughs> I can play Callblade on Lackey. Why would I play Mono Green BC Badness? <laughs> I don't know. How many people do you think are going to be playing War of Attrition on Lackey after July 1st? Zero. Absolutely zero. I mean, you can still play Jason Stoneforge on Lackey. Like, Not in standard. Update, I think I sold another Stoneforge thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Did you sell another War of Attrition deck? Somebody bought one. Why? Huh. I don't Why know. Why now? I don't know. Do I want to play Stoneforge Mystic? I guess so. <laughs> Uh, it still had a week. Now we only have we only have one corset planeswalker that we know nothing about, and that's I think that's for the best. And that's Chandra. Yeah, we don't have after Chandra 2.0, I don't think is, we're really that excited about seeing Chandra. I don't think it can get worse. Uh, this is pretty much our red section here, and Chandra reprinted possibly later. <laughs> that's disappointing. The Cheers. last the last two weeks we have been spoiling red, left, right, and center. And, and now we have a new Chandra. That's all. I mean, we talked about the enchantment. That, uh, we discussed its implication in a crappy commander combo. <laughs> <laughs> what, all right, let's very discuss true. it. What's he going to do in standard? It's going to do nothing <laughs> that, in standard. That enchantment? Nothing. I'm going to pay six so I can let's go, let's go back to my previous instead of three. Let's go back to my previous statement. You can go Inferno Titan for six mana. Six. You'd be nine damage. There would be nine damage, but you had to waste your. Turn. But you'd have to go turn five that, or turn six that, turn That's like seven. Half your life. But still, it's. Well, you could no, you could do. Let's. How much play did Pandemonium see? Hardly what was the mana cost on oh, Pandemonium? Oh, uh, there's a lot of cards. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, figured out how to, I figured out how to cast both of them in the same turn, but I ended, I ended up about seven, eight cards. Uh, how many Lotus Carvers did you have to play? <laughs> Too many. <laughs> Too many. He needed five Lotus Carvers in play nah. to be able to cast them both. He had to play three fetch lands. Just so you know, more than one is too many. But, uh... Uh, no, that, yeah, that, did, that did not work out. All right. <laughs> anyway. Have you heard? Okay. Speaking of, okay, since since we're talking about standard for a little bit, um, did you hear that it was now okay. that you get no? I was, I was, Wait, what? I was gonna make a really bad joke. I was like, in standard, you draw eight cards instead of seven. On there. <laughs> Don't listen to him. Yeah. Um, just just so just so my combo works. We were. Um, I was I was watching. Um, I was talking about 
last Friday talking to somebody about Valica, and they were talking about the. Oh, you talking about when people started ganging up on you, on the chat? No, 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 no. Oh, that was okay. different. Wait, did I, I was talking. Something? I was talking face to face. Yes, okay. you did. It was hilarious. Yeah. But that's irrelevant. What, um, the, we'll tell you about it. Yeah, we'll tell, we'll tell that story in a minute. Um, but I was talking to somebody face to face here at the shop uh, one Friday about uh, a Turbo Valakut list, and did it did it play <clears throat> what I think you're going to suggest it play? Chancellor Urabras. Oh God, get out of here! And Primal Titan. It uh, goes like turn one. I thought Turbo deck played Howling. No, no, well, no. <laughs> no, but here's I the thought thing. Turbo indicated that the deck was fast. <laughs> well, no, no. Here's not not here. Okay. Deck card. Here's here's basically what their what their plan is. Like they go reveal, they're they're holding a chancellor. They're holding a chancellor and a lotus cobra and a land and a fetch. So they go. So they go turn one lotus cobra. They go turn one lotus cobra. Then they, they go turn two. They turn two play, fetch, crack fetch. Right. They, then play Haro. Go get two four, lands. Cast Urabrask. Next turn, play another fetch, crack it, cast the Primeval Titan, turn three, and yeah. crash in <laughs> to the red zone. And they go get teetering peaks? That's a lot of specific cards. <laughs> I know. Just so that it works. And, I mean, okay. You don't even need Valakut in that list. Just Actually, no. You, all you need is, all you need, you need Lotus Cobra. You need Lotus Cobra, a fetch land. You need a land, and lands. you need a chancellor. And then that sets you up. And then you need a, uh, a finisher, so you have to have Titan or... And then Titan and Arbrass. Okay, so that's seven... So, that's, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that's the hold card. up, hold up. Seven, 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 seven. Hand, seven cards in hand, and that's three turns. So technically, you, land, have, land, land. you have a one in six chance. To have your pieces by turn three. Oh, right. There is better. Like, yeah, but if you draw, if you draw the god, okay, okay, the history uh, of magic okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Your Not piece, standard. Right the now. only pieces that can fall past turn turn one are a second fetch land, or, or yeah, a fetch land, um, a titan or an urbrass. Those are the only pieces that can fall because you draw a chancellor past turn one. Wham. I understand. I'm, I'm saying okay. Cobra past turn one. Oh you're, you're, you're back. You're, you're just you like see, backwards. You, you see my point. Like right. just, but just because you need those seven cards to be able to do this, there are three of them that you can draw into. There's three puzzle pieces you can wait for, but I'm not saying it's good, and I'm not. What saying happens if not. like you draw your Titan before your Urbrask? Ur- 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 like, you're I, sad. <laughs> okay, what happens if you just like? Oh, I play Chancellor of the Tangle. Really? Yeah. Why? Play, reveal Chancellor of the Tangle. Ah, uh, play Cobra. Yeah, this is going so good. Chancellor of the Tangle. Chancellor of the Tangle. <laughs> no. Avengers in the car. Avengers in the car. No. You're just like, man. Wow. Play so many green creatures with such high casting costs. And why but that was another thing. That's another thing Mike Flores was talking about. He's like, well, all these people are talking about Valakut. You know, Valakut this, Valakut that. And I'm like, okay, for seven mana, I can make I mean, as many dudes as I want. And you cast seven mana and you get ten plant tokens. <laughs> oh. <no>. Whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I was watching somebody play Valakut once and they played an Avenger Zendikar with, uh, this is from the Lotus Cobra, but they played an Avenger Zendikar and only got, um, only got four plant tokens. And I was like, wow, that is the worst Avenger <laughs> I've seen in a long time. I think we, I, I was tired of discussing Valakut last week. Okay, we, okay. We well, not okay. Alright, so, 
So, so I just want to bring up the story real quick about Chris discussing Valakut. Okay. We'll be done. I'm going to take a break. Now, now this, is, no, 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 now, no, no, this story is basically talking about how people in this I place to talk about magic group are retarded. Continue. Oh, man. <laughs> some of them, okay. you know... Well, so, some of them have really good opinions. There's a lot of players but in there that are really the good. But this is also the group where the whole Tezzeret, Ethmoth, Nexus, Clusterfuck happened. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, I'm not really sure how many of those people are still in the group. I, like, I only go by every once in a while. The point is, regarding the, the comments that they were making, I was right. 100%. Yeah. It, and they were wrong. So, I'm sitting... I'm pretty sure I'm sitting there playing Pokemon. And, <laughs> I'm pretty, and Chris messages me, and he's like, "Do you know who this person is?" And like, I look at the name, and I was like, "Yeah, I think so." He used to hang out with uh, uh, a friend of mine, and so like, he's like, "Well, is he as dumb as he's sounding?" In this and I was like, "I was like, I mean, I don't know him that well." And he's like, "Well, just," he's like. I can't believe what they're saying. I was like, what are they saying? Because I had the chat turned off because I can't stand the fact that it pops up every it 30 does. seconds long. Oh, God. Like, it's annoying. <laughs> I, I had to turn it off. I and this whole conversation is, is on Facebook. You know, It's a mass group chat on Facebook. And so yeah. Like, yeah. So anyway, I was like, I was like oh, all right. And so like, I, I enable the chat so that I can see what Chris is talking about. And <laughs> like, I start reading it. And I try to read it as fast as I can because there's more things coming up. And like... Like I just start reading and I'm just like, these, these statements are wrong. <laughs> I was like, they're just like, they're blatantly wrong. They're like, the, the statements that the other people were making, not yeah, my. Oh statements. yeah, not Chris's. Yeah, yeah, to clarify, but like <laughs> to clarify, Chris, Chris was, Chris was like, Valakut is bad for such and such and such and such. And then they'd be like, well, Valakut is good for those exact reasons. <laughs> I, was just, I was just like, somebody's wrong. I was like, one of you has to be wrong. And, and I, know, I know it's not me. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was like, and Chris is definitely saying the exact same things I would say about it. <laughs> So I'm right because it's what you would say. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what's coming out of your mouth. He's, My point is, he's it's right. right. By association. <laughs> I believe it's right because that's it, it's it's right. He's just being narcissistic it's, about it. Yeah, <laughs> but the uh, I'm trying to remember specifically what it was. They were like, Valakut good because it can. No, they they were talking about how it ha it, how it's consistent and how you know it does this yeah. on oh, this yeah, turn and exactly. this on that turn and yeah. it's. It has, like, the, it has the linear plan of doing step one, step and step one, play land. Step two, play creatures. Step three, deal damage. <laughs> and Pretty my, good. And but my what happens was, if you draw creatures then land? What? Huh? And my point was, all I need to do is play blue. I play at least three Phyrexian Metamorph and four Spreading Seas. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I play Tech Edge. Like, like you go turn four Titan. Go get two Valakuts. I go turn four Metamorph. Go I'm get like, two Tech Edges. Well, yeah, well, you're still in the behind because they come to play tap. But um, but what? I, but, but the point is, is like I can. Yeah, but you can also be like, I have a Tech Edge. I have a Spreading Seed. They'll be like, Primeval Titan. Go get two Valakuts, and you'll be like, Spreading Seed's Tech Edge, and they'll be like, oh. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, wow, I've at least still got I, two more. They're like, well, at least I still have my Titan. Then you're like Doom Blade, and they're like. <laughs> Now what? Oh. <laughs> and exactly. Then, like, there are so many ways. There are like, so many ways to beat Valakut. And, oh, oh, and, and the other thing is, like, you don't need the direct. You don't need the immediate approach to their Valakut. Like, if they play a turn one Valakut, you're like, don't care. 
It's not green I mana. Went, I went in the early three and one against like, Valakut at an open with red deck wins. I had none of your answers. <laughs> yeah. My answer was Mark of Mutiny, your primeval titan. Bash, go get Peter and Pete. High five. That's real. That's real fun to do. I did it. I did it with Boros. I think. I'm gonna go get something to drink, gentlemen. I should be right back. You keep talking about Valakut. Okay. I don't so, want to talk about Valakut. So I was no, just talking about why it's bad. Well, anyway, it doesn't win. That's why it's bad. <laughs> So the other thing is like with Valakut, you you don't need the immediate answers for it. Like even if 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 you just say you have a Doomblade against their Titan, like first they need two green mana, and so they need two green mana to cast a prim- Primeval Titan. So if on turn six they played a Primeval Titan, they have four other lands that can be mountains. Maybe maybe not. Then they play the Titan, go get a Mountain Valakut. That's the what you should do if you're playing the deck. Because then you can go get a Valakut Mountain and trigger it, and then you'll trigger. Or is it no? Is it, no, you no, you get Valakut Valakut because then your attack gets Mountain Mountain and triggers two Valakuts. Uh, so for six damage on each one. Yes, yeah. I've but, seen. I was at. But you, uh, you killed the Primeval Titan at the point. But and I was at a Grand Prix trial a few months ago. It was for Dallas, the Dallas Fort Worth Grand Prix, and I was watching a friend of mine play against Valakut, and his opponent had a lot of mountains in play. They were deep, deep into game three. And his opponent just starts counting his mountains. He goes, oh, wait, I can't kill you. <laughs> that's, that's real bad. And the, all, all the other thing is, if uh, if you're like me and you're not good at math, uh, yeah, you're just going to, um, you're just going to lose. You're just going to be like, this, I thought this was 18 damage. And, like, there's there's instances in which I can see, like, right. complicated playing Valakut. Like, there's the difference between 20, uh, 21 points of damage and 27 points of damage on triggers. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a six-point difference in, like, how you play the Valakut deck. And if you do 21, you're obviously doing something wrong because you could be doing 27. 27 is the max I think you can do in one turn with four Valakuts and uh, a Titan trigger. Um... So, anyway, Valakut is probably not going to be great. Uh, I can't wait for M12. I'm going to play the, I'm gonna play the Living Daylights out of Tezzeret and my blue-black mill. I'm just going to blue-black all day, all night, every, every SS second. SS boat. SS. SS all the way. SS boat <laughs> dot lockroom. SS, the SS lockroom. <laughs> the SS lockroom, I accept. I'm going to get those altered now. And they're going right, to be like, gonna be like tugboats. Uh, <laughs> I heard tugboats. You want to come in? <laughs> we have now named him SS lockroom. <laughs> yeah, that's the song. Um, and we either... It will either be later on in this cast, listeners out there, or it will be... Next week, if we have to record the interview and just play it next week, um, oh. we're interviewing John Winters, oh, a local, a local legend around here. Thanks to I was, his performance. I was Mike too, but but we're we're about to um, like basically once we get done recording or whenever they decide to do it, we're gonna start doing some eight mans. Okay. To, to help John, yeah, John needs a couple more points. He needs a couple more points to qualify for the Pro Tour, and so we're gonna for we're Philly. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely gonna help him out there. Um, but if, if he Wednesday has Wednesday night magic, y'all. Wednesday night, yeah. <laughs> uh, not Thursday. Not to be confused with Thursday night magic, which is Thursday night magic or Friday night, yeah. night magic or Monday night magic. Or it's, Saturday. It's or Saturday night. Saturday night magic. It's distinctly different. We we drink. 
<laughs> a lot, which segues perfectly into a Sunday break. morning hangover. It, is a, it, is a break <laughs> it segues perfectly into the hangover. Yeah. Um, but when we get back, we're we're gonna talk about like we're we're gonna have some fun talking about you know just random casual magic stuff and some stuff like not totally related to magic, but. Um, oh yeah, and we'll have and I'll be back for my story hour. Yep. Oh yeah. All right, and uh, we'll be right back. Hello, and we are back from our break. And, um, unfortunately, Will is going to have to jet. He's got yeah. somewhere to be, so... Sorry we thought about we'd, that, everybody. We thought we'd cut straight to, um, Story Circle. Let him yeah. tell let him right. tell his story. So, um, I guess everybody that did comment, or... I guess they took a in-person live poll. <laughs> uh, and then while I, was, while I was gone, and, uh... So the story that everybody wants to hear is, uh, bar hopping at Nats. And so... <laughs> I guess to start this off with a little clarification, it's called bar hopping at Nats, but we only really went to one bar, we went past another bar, and uh, <laughs> then we went to a house party later. <laughs> but, okay, to start this off, uh, we're in... Uh, I can't remember where we are. <laughs> but, I mean, there's a reason. Somewhere at Nats. We're, no, we're, we're at Nats. We're at Nationals one year, and we... Uh, do you remember what city Nationals no. was in this year? In this year? Well, the, the, wait, this was years ago. Yeah, the year <laughs> we're talking about. Where, where, where no, I don't. At? I don't. All right. That's the whole thing. Somewhere right, anyway. in the United States. No, it was I in hope. Canada. <laughs> no, it was Canadian Nationals. Yeah, that's right. What? No. Nah. Very hard to qualify anyway. for from here. Yeah. I know, right? Oh, God. Speaking of, like... Proceed. I don't know. No, actually, I want to run on something. Like, I really wanted to play in Chilean Nationals one year. It's like yeah, it was like it was like, seven, it was like 26 people. I was just I was amazed. I was like I have a friend that's like from Chile and I was just like we're going. And then you win you win Chile well, and Nats and then you go to Worlds from yeah, Chile. Chile. Yeah, and then I go to the flag for Team Chile. Yeah, you actually, I found out I actually did some research. You actually have to be from Chile yeah. to play in Chile, Chile national. So I guess assume it's the same here and nobody nobody's ever checked. <laughs> it is. But, um, so anyway, so we're at Nationals one year, and th- I didn't want to go to the bar, and everybody else was going, and I was just like, well, whatever, I'll just stay in the hotel room and work on my deck a little and stuff. And then one of the per- people I'm staying with, he was like, yo, I'm gonna, he's like, I'm gonna watch a little TV, is that gonna bother you while you're like, uh, tweaking and stuff? And I was like, nah, I'll be fine. And he was like, okay, he turns the TV on. And he's like, oh, sweet, Superman Returns. And I was like, I gotta get out of here. So you went. So I left and I went to the. And I ran to catch up. On, on the way to the bar, I, I passed the strip club. That's a different story. <laughs> As I'm passing the strip club, uh, these two these two guys come out and they're like, they're joshing each other back and forth, like slapping each other and shit. And they're, and they're, they're laughing hysterically at each other. And it kind of looks like a skit from like. Saturday Night Live or in Living Color specifically in Living Color <laughs> and they, they almost act like they're like like the Waynes Brothers sort of but they don't look anything like them but anyway and uh, it's a real shame you can't see this in person because like, there's hand motions that go along with it but the two guys are like man man do you see that bitch do you see that bitch that bitch had the biggest titties and then the other one goes and slaps his friend he's like yo man how big how big were them t- bitches titties <laughs> 
<laughs> and he, and his, the, the first one goes, this big, and he puts his hands out, like, full arm length extended. <laughs> and, like, it's like he's holding, like, holding a big box up from the bottom or something. And I, I, just, I just looked at him. Like, you can't see the hand motions. It makes it a lot funnier, but... <laughs> And I just as I'm he does have by, a boy to make it a lot funnier to be able to see him pantomime this. And I'm just I'm just looking at them as I'm walking by, and I'm like, I I can't believe that that just happened. As I was walking by. Like, like, like this shit, do, like, this yeah. shit doesn't happen in real life. Are you yeah, kidding I'm me? Just, I'm just like, that's a skit, right? I'm like looking around for cameras and stuff. Anyway, so I get I get to the bar, I get into the bar, and. uh uh, uh, so it's like a, it's split between one side's like hip hop and like R and B and like kind of an urban scene, and the other side is country and western. <laughs> so it's a bar hop within the same bar. Yeah, I guess that's what makes my story bar hopping. But so anyway, we uh, we're hanging out. We meet a bunch of people, and we're just hanging out, having a good time. Play some cornhole. <laughs> uh, and this happened in the hip hop section of the bar. No, this, right? no. This <laughs> the, the, there's a booty shaking contest going on in the <laughs> urban section. How uh, big was her ass? It was this big. <laughs> not, not exactly. Not exactly. But we did have one friend. We did have one friend who uh, frequents strip clubs, and he ran up to the stage while we were booty shaking and just started throwing dollar bills <laughs> at him. And uh, actually came. I didn't do think that. this was a Mike Ford story. <laughs> no, it was, it was, no, Mike Ford, Mike Ford doesn't throw dollar bills. He just lays a fat stack of 20s down. And he's like, yo, go, come on, my heel. But, uh, he doesn't say that the strippers get thrown out, but, um, anyway. He would if he could, you know it. He'd say tons of stuff. Uh, I think it'd be worse. Uh, and so, anyway, uh, the, it, we're moving on to the night and like one of my friends meets this girl or whatever and they're all talking and stuff and he gets her number and stuff like that and then we go home as we're going home everybody's like real drunk so they like do the last call thing for like karaoke and drinks and stuff and so my friends all get up on stage and just start singing there's no music playing or anything I, I'm sitting down at like the little like the the booth in front of the stage uh, and like they're 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 just up there singing and I'm just sitting there watching them. All of a sudden this girl comes out of nowhere, jumps up on top of the seat I'm standing on and just thrust her pelvis in my face as hard as she can. <laughs> and I'm just like speechless first. And I also was not, not very intoxicated that night and uh just kind of stood there and stripper, sat there. Stripper badge in your face is way more enjoyable. She was drunk out was, of your mind. She wasn't a stripper. She was also in sweatpants. <laughs> it's weird. Okay, so it's not as great as I thought. Yeah, like the image in my head is way different than reality was. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was real awkward, and I just, I just kind of sat there. And turns out she was friends with one of the, with the girl that uh, my friend met and got, and got some number and stuff. And so. Uh, I was just, I was just like, this is, this is weird. <laughs> I was like, I'm going home. Was, so we get up the next day, play nationals, uh, have a good time, stuff like that. Uh, we got video of a grown man crying. <laughs> um, it was pretty funny. Uh, and so then we, uh, we go back to the bar the, the night again, the same bar, and the, 
the girl, not the girl that threw her pelvis in her face. She's not there. Thank goodness. <laughs> I think she would have some other things to throw in your face if she were. <laughs> but um, dude, anyway. big old titties. How big would it be? Big. Dude, big. Dude, big. Dude, big. <laughs> no, we're gonna be talking about that. I actually that. don't know. I actually don't know how big her titties were. What? You couldn't see? You of that? Yeah, I couldn't see. Sitting down, she's just like, take this. I'm just like. Like, excuse the me? <laughs> to the dome. <laughs> to the dome. High five. Anyway, anyway, move on. Um, so we go back the same night, and we've been making fun of uh, my friend because he's been texting the girl. He's got number all day, and we're like, <laughs> I was like, were you dating her now? <laughs> he's like, because he's constantly texting her. Like every every time I walk over and see him, he's got his phone out and he's texting. Her. <laughs> and so he he was like, we're like, well, what's her name? And he's like, I don't have a clue. I was just like, well, good job, dude. That <laughs> girl don't know her name, didn't go home with it. And so she shows up at the bar and starts talking to him again, and they're talking, having a good time or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm going I'm to be the wingman. So I walk up acting like I'm stumbling all drunk and stuff. And I, was like, I was like, hey, I know you. You were here last night. What's your name? <laughs> and she, she's like, uh... Something with a D. I can't remember. Now I can't remember. It's been so long. But the D. It's something with a. It's not. I. It's not Dana. But it's something. It started with a D. For for the point. We'll we say can use Dana. Yeah, we'll just say it's Dana for right now. And so she was like, "Oh, it's Dana." And I was like, "Oh, all right. You're you were fun last night." <laughs> and then, like I kind of walk off, and like my friend turns around to me. He mouths. Thank you. <laughs> and like fist bumps me as I'm walking away. <laughs> what a wingman's for, right? Yeah, right. Good wingman's for life. Yeah, tough to get. Um, and so anyway, so we later on in the night, we're uh, she's like, yeah, my friend's throwing a house party, and everyone's like, oh, I want to go, I want to go, but there's like six, seven, eight of us probably that all want to go and she's like I can't bring this many dudes over to the party <laughs> you can't really if you're a chick and you invite like 10 dudes everyone's going to be like I hate you <laughs> but no, so we, we definitely can't have that many dudes in the same house yeah total sausage fest yeah anyway so uh, I, I agree not fun for anybody so anyway um, so I really wanted to go she was obviously going to bring uh, my friend that she was crushing on and so then there, there's two more seats in the car, and so they get, uh, they get my other buddy, this big black guy, Mark, and the, I guess the forerunner of our group, Mike, and not Mike Ward, but they get Mike, and they're all gonna go in the, they're all going to the party, and I'm pretty much left out. I'm, 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 like, I'm like crap. I have to go back to the hotel room. Like Superman cards. returns. No. <laughs> Hopefully there's not an encore presentation tonight, but. Uh, Encore. Yeah. 24 hour marathon. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, it's all over. But anyway, so um, I'm real sad about not being able to go to a party. And like, I'm walking back to the hotel room. As I'm walking back, they're driving like through like the parking lot. It's like, it's real weird. It's like all these buildings are connected, sort of. And like all their parking lots are connected between like, I guess, one spot before the hotel and then all the way down to the bar so there's like a couple banks a couple gas stations that are all like connected to one giant parking lot and there's like a, a 24 hour breakfast joint and so um the 
the, the iPod. Oh. I was I was trying not to interrupt your story. Okay. Uh, and so, um, there's a 24-hour breakfast joint. That's like we're walking by, like their cars driving by too, and my, my, my man Mike just falls out of the back seat of the car, <laughs> does like a does like a tumble roll. And just stands up and walks into the breakfast joint <laughs> like nothing happened. Like, like he didn't even care. And, I, and as soon as I see that the door is open and he's inside, I'd rush in and get in the car. <laughs> I'm like, let's hit this party. Let's go. <laughs> Apparently, he was like, pancakes done. <laughs> Are you sure this isn't Mike Ward? Yeah, it wasn't Mike Ward. <laughs> Sounds like Mike Ward. I, I, at 2.30 in the morning when the bars close and the only place open is a breakfast joint, you, like you Waffle want, House and IHOP. That's yeah, about that's it. What you want. Want. It's kind of a house party for pancakes. I think it was like a huddle house, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't remember where we were, and I don't know if now, huddle just, houses are up there. Just so you listeners know, if you hear some some weird sidebar stuff going on, we are currently playing an eight man to help John Winters, you know, qualify for PT Philly and Night Magic. And yeah, I am playing a match right now against uh, Brian Byerly, so. If you hear random stuff from me or some guy you don't know, <laughs> that's what's going on. Okay, maybe you can recap on the game. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so um, we get to the house party, and there's, I mean, it's a very even amount of people, uh, but so there, uh, everybody's drinking, having a good time, and stuff like that, and then um, they uh, start passing a blunt around, and they pass one to my uh black friend mark and he's like no nah, man i don't i don't mess with that stuff and the guy's like and he's like why not and mark's like there's a his- there's a history of addiction in my family and i just don't want to mess with it and like that's respectable and everything like that i respect that yeah you can respect it but the the person that tried to hand him the the blunt was like really me too <laughs> <laughs> and he's like I actually have a book about this. Would you like to read it? And I've never seen someone so angry for being offered a book. <laughs> but this, the guy that, the same guy that was, uh, that had offered him the, to, to smoke was, uh, was actually, uh, he was real awkward. He's probably the most awkward person at the party. He kept trying to play, like, kumbaya on his guitar. <laughs> and he, uh, don't you love the guys that bring guitars to random parties and they just sit in the corner like yeah. playing the most overplayed cliche acoustic yeah. guitar song? Yeah, and he, he also like random the, uh, high school guitar guy. And he also, <laughs> like, every, every five minutes, every five minutes, he'd be like, "Yay, hey, let's uh, let's all take off our shirts." And I was what just a like, "Yeah." I, I was like, "No, man, that's not cool." And he was like. Why not? It's no free one's... love, man. <laughs> Yo, he had the beard for it now. But, uh, so, anyway, it was, uh, it was something. And so, um, the next thing that happens is, uh, I am, the, the party keeps going on. Uh, my friend looks like he get the, my friend that went the, with the girl who's, house party it was or whatever it looked like the next morning looked like he got bald um, I'm sure he did yeah but uh so we're we're getting ready to leave and alright I have to clarify before I get to this point in the story but I had two shirts on when I got to the party <laughs> not I had, one I had not two three. I had, yeah I had two shirts on I have to I have to make this a point because <laughs> the, the dude that kept trying to get me to take my shirt off did not actually get me to take my shirt off I do not remember why my shirt came off but I had two of them I had two of them when I got there 
and had one when I got upstairs. The party was in a basement, and so as I'm leaving, like going out the back door, I'm like, oh, I gotta get my shirt. And so I'm, I turn back around and go to the top steps of the basement to uh, <laughs> to to go get my shirt, and I just look down at the steps, and I fall face first onto the steps and slide the whole way down. I just, I'm just and I stand back up and I'm like, I'm, uh, I mean, but and I uh, fall face down and I'm just like, I'm gonna feel this tomorrow. <laughs> not today. Not today. Not even, <laughs> even though today's a brand new day, I'm not gonna feel this until tomorrow. On the car ride home. Yeah, tomorrow's gonna suck. But, uh, so, and then I get up, go back upstairs, and as we're leaving, they're like, man, Will, you got cock blocked. And I was like, I did? <laughs> you didn't even I, remember. I was, I had been having such a good time that I had no clue whatsoever <laughs> that I, there was even a girl <laughs> next to me at the party. Oh. And I was like, who did it? And they were like, the guy that kept asking people to take their shirts off. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. I was like, that sucks. And so I was like, I, we get back to the hotel room in the morning, and we're like, we're all exhausted, so we just crash. And then I get a call from one of my other friends that was at Nationals with us, but they stayed at a different hotel. And they, uh, they actually took somebody from our room that was staying there, and he ended up spending the night with them. And they needed his contacts because somebody had uh, poured his contacts down the drain. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Wow. You see, for you listeners out there who don't know this already, this is why you don't get drunk around white people. <laughs> they, they white actually, people fuck with you when you're they drunk. Weren't, they, weren't, they weren't drinking or anything. Like They just blatantly, like, they're like, oh, glass of water full of water poured out the sink. <laughs> Because he like put a, put his contacts in like a little one of those little plastic cups that hotels give you to get like to drink water out yeah. of and stuff or to get like ice out of and yeah. like his they just poured it out and he was like I need my contacts and so like he left his bag at our our room and stuff because he's riding home with us and they call me and they're like where what hotel are y'all staying at and I'm like I don't know <laughs> they're like well it's got a bed is, is it is it this name and I was like I have no idea. They're like, well, can you go look for a sign? I was like, hold on. I stumbled to the door because I've already fallen asleep, and now they've woken me up after after I'm already hungover. And That's I opened the good. I opened the door and I look out. I look to my left. I look to my right. I don't see. I can't see any signs. And I'm I I pick up my phone. And I'm like, I can't find any signs. They're like, can you look harder? I was like, no, <laughs> I can't. I cannot look any harder than I am already doing. And they were like, Will, you're being real lazy. I was like, no, I am not. I Will's feel like real hungover. I was like, I feel like death. <laughs> they are like, why isn't anybody answering their phones? I was like, we all feel like death. So just to clarify, is Nationals over at this point, or are you guys playing? It's, uh, it's day two. Are you playing? I am not. Was anybody drinking, playing? No, I don't think any of us top day two Nationals. Okay. <laughs> I don't think real stupid. Oh well, we, we we were drinking the first night. And we all played. And a couple of us went five zero and counted. But <laughs> but uh, so it was it was pretty something. And then they come. They, I don't know how they found what hotel we were staying at. <laughs> Apparently, based off my vague description of there's a chain link fence around the building. It's down the street from this bar. <laughs> I was like, somewhere. I'm sure my room has a bed in it. <laughs> yeah, well, I would, I would hope so. 
I'm pretty I would sure. Hope so. I, like, because I remember I got back to the bed and I ended up like just falling asleep on the foot of the bed, <laughs> and so I was like laying on top of people, like another person's legs and stuff. I just I couldn't crawl back into the bed, and so I don't know. They come in and they're like, "Hey, Will," and like they knock on the door and I go to answer it. And, like, I can't even open my eyes. I was like, please don't rob me. <laughs> and, like, I hear one of my friend's voices from the other room, and he's like, he's like, man, you look awful. And I was like, I told you I felt like death. <laughs> and then, I like, I turn around, because I know my friend's not going to take anything. And, like, I just fall down on the ground. I don't even make it back to the bed the second time. <laughs> And they, uh, they apparently get the contacts and everything, and everything's all hunky-dory. And then we go to Nationals, trade oh, and stuff, and then we that's go That's cool. The, but the moral of the story is the contacts were found. Yeah. <laughs> they were recovered. We had a, a second set. Oh, yeah, and then uh, then my friend apparently said, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what he told the girl, but they, they kept talking forever. <laughs> you know, or whoever she is. We're, we're calling her Dana. For, for all intents and purposes, her name's Dana right now, but like for, uh, started with uh, a B. Something like that. For all intents and purposes. Like, whatever. It might have been that. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, um, so she was like, they kept talking constantly, and he was like, yeah, I'm going back up there. I was like, like you're going to go back to that bar? He was like, hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I guess, I'm, I'm sure there's some places that, like, you're like, oh, man, I want to go to this bar every time. Like, I, I can think of, like, there's a club in Charlotte that I wouldn't mind going to every time. But, and there's, like, there's a couple other times that uh, we've gone out to clubs and stuff after events. It's been a lot of fun. I do remember there was one time we went out to, uh, we went out to a strip club uh, after a big event, and then we had to go to another event the same day in another city. <laughs> and the day, the next day in another city, and we all felt awful. Mike Ward drove us there, thank God. <laughs> he kept falling asleep at the wheel because the rest of us, like the rest of us, all were like dead. Like we all got so sick. One of us ended up having to go to the hospital later that week. <laughs> the moral of the story is: don't, 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 don't change. Don't drink and drive go Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't change strip clubs. <laughs> when one closes, they go home. <laughs> I was uh, don't don't hit up five or six in one night. When when I was out in California, um, there was this one. It was out in, I was in Twenty Nine Palms. If any of you know where that is, it's like, like, <laughs> you would slow. <laughs> I thought it was John or John, whatever. John said it. John. One of you that said that. I wasn't. John John got family out in California. Oh really? Yeah. Well. And in Twenty Nine Palms, on the other side of Joshua Tree, or the Yucca Valley, and past Joshua Tree, there was towards uh, Palm Desert. People who have been there or know anything about California know what I'm talking about. Like, do what, John? I, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Palm Desert. Joshua Tree is awesome, but Palm Desert sucks. Anyway. Can you guys save this for the interview? He's going to be here eventually. eventually. The point is, eventually, um, we were out in. Uh, we were out in uh, Palm Desert, and we were at a strip club, me and uh, a couple of my buddies. This was when I was in the Marine Corps. Oh. <laughs> and uh, there was this this one junior had had come into a bunch of money from his dad, and he was he basically took us all out partying that night. And there was this one stripper that, like, he really, really liked. Her name was Drew, and she was, a, I kid you not, she could have used a bandana for a belt, and she probably weighed all of a buck ten soaking wet. She's short, like a short bob cut, bob haircut, like horn-rimmed glasses. She was like the epitome of sexy librarian. And, which was 
which was awesome because he was paying for lap dances. <laughs> like, he was paying for the champagne room in the VIP room, which was awesome. I didn't care until she decided that she was going to tell me that if I didn't give her more money, she was going to stab me. <laughs> like, it was cool until that point. So, the, the takeaway from this is beware, no, beware of strippers. No, I'm just some good ones. <laughs> there are some good ones, but be careful around strippers. I mean, be careful of places in California. I thought, I thought rule one was don't be a customer. Right. Oh my god, we got one of my buddies so good. He got super drunk one night. Uh, he was looking. He was wanting to go he to drunk top of a roof. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, but I got. I do have a cool story about being on top of a roof. It was a real bad. It was a real bad road trip. But that's another that's a different story. Um, we'll, we'll save that. Um, anyway, <laughs> no, like he got real, real drunk one night. Wanted to go to a strip club. Not my point. And, <laughs> well, well, you know. Well, we didn't, and we didn't want to go out. But he was like, "Well, even if y'all don't go, I'm gonna go anyway." I was like, "You should do out in Palm Desert. There's a strip club. It's called the Tool Shed. You should totally go." <laughs> pass. You know, actually, <laughs> what kind of strip club do you think it was with a name like the Tool Shed? <laughs> I'm not finding out. <laughs> he came back and punched me in the mouth. Like, he walked straight in the room, didn't say a word, and punched me in the mouth. <laughs> Was he walking bow-legged? <laughs> <laughs> somebody, showed him, somebody showed him his tool. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. We, you know, we were uh, we were looking for a... There's apparently a massage parlor near where we were staying. Um, Bangkok Spa. No, yeah. No. There was a massage parlor apparently near where we were staying when uh, we went to GPTC. Uh, remember, if you listened to the last episode, you know we were staying uh, more than five hours away from Chantilly, but we were somewhere in Virginia at a lake house. But we uh, turn off the side of the road, and then we're like, Mike Ward's convinced that we, we should go there. And so we go there, and the place is burned out. It looks like it, like, like uh, a meth lab blew up. <laughs> <laughs> it looks pretty rough. And then we drove around for a little while in the sticks, and we were like, Jeepers Creepers, we're out of here. <laughs> Jeepers Creepers reference. But, uh, yeah, so I guess remember to stay safe if you go out during nationals. It's okay to play with the hangover. Just don't complain about it. Yeah. Because if you complain about it, you shouldn't have done it in the first place. Um... I guess. Um, so the next time for Story Corner, uh, let me know what you guys. I'm sure we'll probably end up taking another poll, a live poll. We should um, just add another story to the poll we've got going. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll probably do that. We have to take bar hopping at Nats off because we just told yeah, that yeah. story. Yeah. So I'll, I we mean, still I'll, have the LSB shirt. We still have the LSB shirt. We still have the tallest man competition. That's my <laughs> We still have. I uh, mean, random mystery story. Ooh, the random mystery story. Um. What other stories do we have? I, I wouldn't know, honestly. I mean, there's a ton of other ones we can talk about. But, I don't know. I have to go. So, I'll see all you right. all next week. Alright, well, we'll catch you later, man. Take right. it easy. Um, so, with that, we are going... We're going to take a short break because we're, uh, we're trying to finish up this 8-man and get y'all a very special interview going. So, uh, we will be... Right back once again. And John Winters passes back yet again. So I, I kind of wonder that if, if John Winters isn't maybe being overly cautious. I mean, the problem is he only has one threat. He just has that frost titan. He does have a mana leak, though. Right, he also has to prive. 
I feel like, like, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think he's probably waiting to have access to... To eight mana? To eleven mana? Where, where, is he, where does he want to get to? I think he wants to get to eight so he can play Frost Titan with Deprive available. One, two, three, four, five... Yeah, he only had seven on his last turn. Okay, so next turn he'll be able to go there. Yeah, next turn he can go Titan with the Prive up, and then Cord McDuffie has to have two counter spells to uh, deal with it. Plus, he knows that Flash Freeze isn't an option for his Frost Titan. He only has the Frost Titan. Sometimes if you have a, have a Titan-heavy draw, you can just jam those Titans out there and be like, Titan, Titan, Titan. And if they mana leak two of them and the third one resolves, you're okay with it. Two, three, four, five. No, he had access to eight if he wanted. He has a fetch land in his hand. He does have a fetch land? Yeah, I just thought he, I maybe, thought he had, had a mountain. I saw that. If he has a fetch land in his hand, then he had access Yeah, if he, if he had a fetch land, he definitely had it. There. No, that's a mountain. Oh, right is, is that a that's, scalding that's turn? That's a scalding turn. I'm not sure what he's waiting for. Interesting. Yeah, once again, I feel like if he just keeps passing back and forth, then Corey's going to have the advantage. He's, he's going to be able to play the long game better, and the Lotus Cobra's... Uh, Mana boost is just not as relevant in the late game. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't think he had that scalding turn. I yeah. figured it must have been something else. But he was holding on to it. Just being overly cautious here. And Corey only had enough mana available to counter one thing. So I'm surprised we did not see Frosted. And we are back once again from our break, and we have a special guest with us here on Running the Gauntlet. We have John Winners. What's up, man? What's up, guys? Mister Second Place. <laughs> I suck. You don't suck. You just. You just get really unlucky and then have to listen to Star City announcers question everything you do. Right, so we just played the clip for you. What do you think? Well, first, they... of all, first of all, set us up for that clip. Like, what, what was going on in the match? Like, we can't see that from what we were listening to, you know, them talk about. So set us up. Uh, well, that was a while ago, but I had, I had a Lotus cover in play. I think I had Scalding Tarn, a Mountain... Frost Titan mainly deprived, maybe? Correct. And uh, I had access to 8 mana if I wanted it with the Scalding Tarn. But I was playing against Cory, and I thought that he had. Like, he had a bunch of cards in hand. I don't know how many. He and had a mana leak, if that was what you were worried about. Well, I knew he had a mana leak. I wasn't sure. But, uh, he didn't have it the turn before when you could have ran it out. When yeah. you had exactly 6, he did not have the mana leak. Yeah, he just had flash I think. But, uh, so I didn't play my Titan because it was, my, like, the only threat I had. And if he had Mana Leak Spell Pierce or Double Mana Leak or, uh, or just some way to deal with it, I was just going to be dead. And I just wanted to wait until a better time to position it. Like, if he played something or if, uh, if he was low on mana or if I actually, like, had a use out of it, like, to tap something or if I just had uh, eventually, like, a bunch of mana so you could Mana Leaks and stuff. Just so that I'd get value out of him. And I wanted to use my counter spells too, because him landing at Jason would be pretty pretty catastrophic for me too if I like capped out for the Frost Titan. So yeah. Yeah. Well, you lost game one because he kept bouncing your Inferno Titan. Yeah. Uh, he played Bane Slayer and he played me. He played a Jace, bounced your Inferno Titan. You killed the Jace, passed the turn back. He played another Jace, bounced your Inferno Titan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with Bainslayer and decent family. Like, I couldn't really race. So I died pretty quick. Yeah. You did not want a replay of that in game two. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, um, that was that was against Corey, right? Yeah. And, um, so, do we have the clip available for. It's uh, not up yet from Baltimore. Well, not, not from Baltimore, but from, uh, 
from Atlanta when he played Edgar Flores. I don't think there was anything noteworthy of that match, was it? Well, I mean, it was basically the same thing. <laughs> like, I mean, I, the I announcers were questioning the, everything. The, the announcers questioned him every time he was in front of the camera. Well, I thought uh, Edgar had signed out spell pierces because uh, this guy, Chris Anderson, raged when I had them game two when he was playing Rogue and I was playing Cowboy. So I assumed that I just was out of the loop and I'm supposed to side, like, you're supposed to side out spell pierce. So I played like Edgar side it out. And instead of playing Oracle, uh, I played a Jace, and he had Spell Pierce, and I got countered. And then there was one turn where I played an Explore into Spell Pierce. But that one, I wouldn't really say it was a mistake, because I wanted to burn a counter with the Explore. And I was 100% sure he had Mana Leak, and I didn't know if he had Spell Pierce or not. But if, uh, if he Mana Leaked my Explore on turn 3, that would have been awesome. So I just ran it out there before playing my, my core plan. I have a non-magic-related question from Open Atlanta. Okay, go How ahead. How would you feel about Verhe calling you Jonathan Winters about 27 times? <laughs> I don't really care. I mean, it's not my name, but whatever. It works. Um, so, uh, well, first of all, how about, um, for those of you who don't know who you are, how about you, uh, how about you introduce yourself, you know, just uh, who is John Winters type of thing. Uh, well, I'm John Winters. I've been playing for a while. I don't know since Comic Gal Block. Um, I don't know what else to say. I mean, <laughs> I like limited. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like, there's really not much to that's say. Okay. Like we limited. have questions. I play control decks most of the time, but. Except attack. when you're playing Rogue. <laughs> I, I mean, I still control deck. I can attack with all the random, calls. Too, random trivia of the day. <laughs> you're bad. The only time I've ever played against him. First round of a Pro Tour qualifier, Time Spiral Block. Yeah. We drew. Really? Well, he was playing Mono Red, right? I, he was playing the the Greater Gargadon deck. The Mono Red Greater yeah. Gargadon. I was playing Blue Black to Fairy. And I don't know how he managed to stall that game out. <laughs> but we couldn't finish game three when I had the best board position I think I had that entire tournament. Your dad actually shook my hand after we filled out the results slip and told me I should have won. <laughs> I told your brother that story and he laughed. Yeah, well, <laughs> because apparently, I don't know him very well, but apparently your dad's not very good. <laughs> well, he, in, he doesn't really play, so. In Connor's defense, Connor would laugh at anything, though. True. Yeah. <laughs> sure enough. Um, so you said you said you like limited. What's what's your favorite um your favorite format? Is it limited? Yeah, definitely. Well, would it be draft or sealed? Because I draft. personally hate sealed. I mean They're like here's a random pile of crap. Hope you got lucky. Sealed's not <laughs> the best, but you still have to maximize your pool. A lot of people aren't very good at that. They're they not. Just, they think it's all luck, but I mean like There's quite bombs, a bit of luck to it. Like it helps to get bombs, but Playing really tight is important, you know, in whatever format um, that you're playing. Yeah, but when everybody's playing tight and everybody's maximizing their card pool. Well, yeah, I mean, like, like eventually, like, like there's gonna be luck involved, but you can you can play. Like kind of Grand Prix where you, everybody starts sealed. Like everybody there, I would assume knows how to build a sealed deck and they all know how to play magic. Well, I mean, what I understand what you're talking about on that point, John, because where we were playing at the. Um, I told you guys, the listeners, about this last week. Um, the new Phyrexia pre-release. My that was pool. fun. My sealed pool. I got two Shrine of Loyal Agents. Yeah. Two um, of the Triumph of the Hordes. 
and it, that was really the only things in my deck that actually won games. Like the rest of it was just control and just to lock the board down. Yeah. I had three deaths verdicts. I had three mass removal spells. Like I only got I only got one four cell engineer. Like everybody else around me got like three, four. Three gremlin <laughs> mines. <laughs> so of artillerizes. Oh, artillerizes were, were real good. Um, so what was your favorite uh, favorite draft format? I really like Ravnica, and Tom Sparrow wasn't awful. I hated Zendikar. That was awful. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do a lot of drafting in Zendikar either. Um, I didn't start drafting until Scars, so... I like Shadowmore and Eventide. I did. I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. That was actually really fun. Well, okay, well that, that brings up a question that I have, and I've been wondering, but I haven't asked anybody yet. The, the whole... The, Morwen, Morning Tide, Shadow Moor, and Eventide was one block. Right? They were correct, yeah. but they were two draft formats. Yeah. They were two draft formats, so it went Morwen, Morwen, Morning Tide, and Shadow Moor, Shadow Moor, Eventide. Yeah. Seems real dumb. They were experimenting. Apparently, at some point, they were actually considering a lot of mega blocks. Imagine if, yeah. imagine if we could have drafted with Cold Snap. Cold Snap drafted. Awful. <laughs> like triple cold snap. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean cold, cold snap, snap with other stuff. Uh, like ice age. Like, like ice age block with like, cold snap. Like the mechanics just wouldn't work. Like they had ripple. Yeah. The one where like you really you top yeah. that many and get the plays. Really, the only worked with rats, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just it was like that. Good point. You just play like a two one first deck and you'd be like, oops, there's four of them. Like. Or like the the shock, like you could just be like, yeah, just kill everything you I have. I took a break and didn't come back until Time Spiral, so I didn't actually play any Cold Snap Limited, thank God. Yeah, that was <laughs> ugly. Um, so, uh, what was, I mean, we, we, we know you, you're pretty good at magic, you know. He's okay. okay. Can't win it well, open, but other than that. <laughs> but, I mean, you, you've got to have some other stuff you do besides magic. What, what kind of non-magic related stuff? you got going on like besides work well because uh, I'm assuming you have a job <laughs> yeah I have a job I work at a batting cage I work out a decent amount I like to fence playing basketball play soccer I'm impressed he's like the first person I've actually ever met in person that fences yeah <laughs> yeah like that legitly fences yeah I mean, I'm decent at that I could have fenced at state, so I just didn't want to get up that early for practice. So, <laughs> I'll blame you. not okay. Five of the boardings, five of the boardings, okay to meet to in a car sleep. I don't know about to <laughs> no, get up. No, it's it's fine to get up and meet people at a card shop to drive four hours to an open, but it's not okay to go to fencing. Uh, not everyday practice, man. That'd be awful. I had so, to leave it. I had to be up at six thirty to leave. For Charlotte, and even that was like, <laughs> I, I woke up, my alarm went off. I'm like, I'm just gonna skip this tournament. <laughs> yeah, I thought that many times. I got up, I left by seven. We were there about ten. We were there about ten. We stopped and got something to eat. We got there about nine thirty. What? The sign ups at ten? Thanks, I said it's time. And then they started like the players' meeting started like nine fifty. They they really didn't get the player meeting started until what about ten twenty something like that. We got there around nine thirty, I think, something like that. So, uh, 
you know, you know, Will, Will being being a you know, magic player who travels a lot, and you're kind of in that in that same ilk. I'm sure you have a have a few, you know, stories, either from events or just totally unrelated to magic. But you were like on your way to this event or whatever. Uh, I'm sure you have at least one. Well, <laughs> thank. Um, yeah, see, we'll have an entire week to plan a story. We just kind of hit him with this. Yeah, so I understand. It's trying to think like recent trips. <laughs> I mean, you can start in Baltimore. <laughs> well, we'll we'll get to Baltimore. We'll we'll, we'll get to get to Legacy in Baltimore. It's fine. We'll on come back way, to you. Uh, on the way to DC, we stopped for gas, some random gas station, and this car, like very attractive chicks, pulled up next to us, <laughs> and uh, like, we went inside to like grab a drink and whatnot. We came back out and uh, kind of like made eye contact with, with one of the girls, and she just immediately flicked me off. <laughs> <laughs> and she I was apparently just, didn't get the message that you're a top caliber magic player. I was just dumbfounded. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I just looked at her and she was like, F you. Like, that, was a, that was pretty entertaining at the time. So, I bet it was. That's my game. Well, you... I, I don't think that's fair to say that's your game. <laughs> because... Hey, it's more game than a lot of the guys I know have. I mean, you do have a girlfriend after all. Or, no. Is she... Oh yeah. You need to keep up with your John I Winters do. stories. I yeah. do. Like I focus on the stuff about John Winters that is actually relevant, like to people other than him. Like to people other than him. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a girlfriend for a while. Like, but what I'm what I'm saying is, if that's his the the girlfriend thing is his business. So whatever happened between the two of them, <laughs> that's not for me to know. Unless it's magic related. Unless it's magic related, like Edgar Flores' anger problems have nothing to do with magic. But once he flips the magic table, <laughs> it becomes relevant. You play Edgar Flores. I mean, yeah. I mean, are the rumors true? Because all we've like, got is like Will have asked from knowing him like back in the day, and then the story that he threw a draft deck at somebody, or standing uh, over top of the table punching his standard deck. But know. you actually know the guy somewhat, right? I you know played against him. Do anything. <laughs> He's usually pretty, uh, pretty calm. Like, I don't know. He just plays his part. Very well when it comes to blue-white birds and yeah, equipment. Yeah, that. Definitely. So, um, you know, what other, you know, big-name guys have, have you had a chance to play against that, uh, that, you know, your, your common magic player might have? Uh, I played Kazuya Minamura and FPT San Diego, uh, Carlos Ramau, uh, played, played Ben Weinberg a handful of times, Alex Burchini, the person seen out of us. There are three ways to pronounce that name. <laughs> I suppose. Dave Shields a couple times, Edgar a couple times, uh, played Osip. Gerard, Fabiano, Chris Anderson. So the gist is he's, he's played no really big names. No well, LSBs, no PV. I mean, Carl Zermatt was a 
world champion. Yeah. William and Amura is one of Pro Tour. Yeah. One. But they're not the names that get thrown around a lot. Well, because they're they're not the guys that are. I'll play Shuve. There you go. There, there's one. <laughs> Maybe there's should have started with that. There's a name drop. Pro plug. Forgot about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think good. he might be upset if he ever hears that. Uh, Joel Calafel? I don't know his name. At least he's Spanish. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there are many more opportunities for you to play pros. Yeah. So, um... You're so with Grenats. Yeah. So, there, there's that. Grenats on radio. Props my fingers for Philly. Yeah, we, we played... Congratulations we played. on hitting the eight-man. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah, we... we he, he won that eight-man that we did just for him. It's just quite convenient. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> you set me up way too perfect yeah. for that, man. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so, um... We mentioned Baltimore. It was um, a legacy open, right? There are two, there's a standard on Saturday and a legacy on Sunday. So which, did you play in both events? Yeah, standard didn't go so well. <laughs> I played kind of bad. One, two drops. I could have kept playing. Same as Charlotte. actually, for uh, my rating. But I just uh, so how did the, how did the uh, legacy open go for you? Lost round one. Good start. Yeah. All to be no to be fair that I really meant that because all of my top eights come after losing the first round. Like, if I win the first round, I just drop. <laughs> There's no chance. Second, I lost the first round. One eleven straight. That's <laughs> um, pretty good. What were you playing? In Atlanta. Or uh, Baltimore. Legacy. I was playing right control. It was standstill deck, and uh, like the one problem I have with Legacy is actually part of Wasteland. Because I just mulligan into it, you know, two non-basics, and that's one just wasting every twice, and the game's over. <laughs> <laughs> like, we didn't really play Magic, he just played Skrulls, and I just said, go. <laughs> he was goldfishing. Yeah. It was usually in by turn four, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just played Stoneforge and Batter Skull, and I died. <laughs> and game two... Uh, to be fair, that's not just a standard thing anymore, yeah, is it? Yeah, like, game two, he suspended visions, and, uh... And then do more forces than resolve it. I've never seen anybody lose after resolving a visions. Yeah. <laughs> so if that means if, that means if you resolve double visions, then you double win. Yes. <laughs> like you win them. <laughs> um. So um, you went to the finals of of the Legacy Open. Yeah, I managed to, to win the rest of the rounds in Swiss. What did you play against in the finals? Right from the long back? I don't remember. It was four color long. Yeah. That's what, aggro long? I think that's what. Well, it had dark confidants and you know, counter I mean, magic. And Brad, Brad, was, Brad called it aggro long. Yeah. So. Well, the Fair Star City listed it as four color long. That's a lot Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, how about, how about you walk us through that one? You know, kind of how that match went for you. Game one, Fashion Island, my Fashion counted a bunch of his spells, and then uh, I just didn't draw a third land from my crucible. Ooh. Ooh. And so he eventually just finally wished for Devastating Moon and played it. But I should have got a Tundra to save an island, and then I could have played Swords of Plowshares on one of his guys instead of Force of Willing it. But after all those wasteland shenanigans, <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> better safe than sorry. Yeah, I play around it when I can. 
But uh, if I got in Tundra instead, I could have swords one of those guys, saved a counter spell, and counter his devastating wounds. And then I would have been able to, to play pretty simple whenever I do a third land. Yes. But, uh, that third land, with, I mean, when you get stuck on two lands, that third land could <laughs> be very, know, very difficult gets, to find. When you get stuck on two lands and you have wild to coddle out and you're casting Tarmogoyfs. It's not too bad. I've kept one landers <laughs> in a 22 land deck and not drawn a second one for five turns. I'm just um, saying, that land is really hard to find when you need it. But, uh, in game two, I sided badly and played badly. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> You'll admit it. Good players do. Up, uh, killing me with uh, Sylvan Library and Choke, basically. Like, like the game went on forever, but, uh, but I'm basically getting wasteland if you're not happening. And with Sylvan Library, like, you just kept digging the gas, and I, uh, I just couldn't quite ever kill him. Like, I got around to, like, three at some point, but I had to play Swords of Plowshares, and I didn't draw paths early enough, so I gained him a whole bunch of lives with all the Swords I played, and uh, eventually I just died. That's it took a long time. That's usually how you lose, you eventually die. But yeah, I mean, like, I, I just, like, I couldn't really play enough of the cards in my hand, so I died with, like, two days. Uh, I just couldn't really play my blue stuff. Because of the choke. Like, I, could, I was sacking my lands at Dust Bowl. Like, I played them with Crucible. Um, and eventually, like, hopefully play days. We had uh, too many guys for uh, Punching Fire and Gravity Burn was gone. So <laughs> That's oh. another thing that Mark on our loan can do. Yeah, this wasn't really good there. Um, so, uh... I was gonna make a comment. I forgot what it was. Should probably not do that. Huh? Don't drink and drive go karts. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Seems pretty good. Um, so, with what, what do you think about the? Um, I, I want to get your perspective on this. Um, you know, on on air. I want to get your perspective on this about. Um, Bye bye, Jason. Yeah, we don't want him to rage quit. We need this interview. <laughs> so much. Because this format was the most I've enjoyed Magic in so many years. Well, that kind of happens when you have a deck that just wins against everything. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't win against everything. Like, it only wins when you play it well. And, like. Well, I don't know. Like, sometimes I, I can imagine that a retarded Howler Monkey could figure out. Turn two, stone forward, batter. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> like you have to play around like artifact removal and know when you just throw it in there. And playing base is always difficult. And like the mirror matches were the most offensive magic I've played in very, very, very long time. Like maybe ever. It was probably the only mirror match where you just, you know, I played a lot of control mirrors back in the day with Tezzeret, where you're like, the person, the first person to cast a spell loses. Yeah, well, I mean, even here, like, like it's supposed to be, like, Stoneforge is the actual meta part of the draw. Yeah, and, well, you can play your turn to Stoneforge. Yeah, like, I won playing game, I just did draw Stoneforge on my phone, too. Yeah. Uh, like, it was just, like... It but a lot of the players, time. a lot of the Cobbling players that were calling for Chase to be banned <laughs> were the players that weren't good enough to, to navigate mirror matches successfully. Yeah, I mean, like, I... And they're just tired of it. I would have played that every round of every tournament that I could if, uh... Still legal. I, I mean, Edgar Flores has <laughs> been pushing Stoneblade really hard in Legacy. Well, he like it. Here's the what the only thing I have to say about Callblade. You know when a deck is just way too gross when 
Pat Chapin picks it up. <laughs> like, Fair. Fair. like you know, it's retarded when when a, a road builder like Pat decides who took Tezzeret. There's no board. point. Like, there's no point in playing anything else. When Pat Chapin says there's no point in playing anything else because it's just gonna lose. I think there's something to be said there. I mean, it's it's clearly overpowered and definitely the best deck, but like. Yeah, it's still difficult to play. Like, you still have to, to do stuff right. You don't just stare at your hand and go, oh, I win. But was this format broken? Did Stoneforge break standard? Which is what Wizard said when they banned it. What is is standard broken? The general consensus was that Jace broke standard, but, I mean... I don't think it did. I think, I think it was Stoneforge. Stoneforge Mystic broke yeah, standard. Yeah, I mean, Jace is, like, obviously the best card in standard, but it's like a lot of different decks to play in. But then... Stoneforge Mystic Batter Scrolls, absolutely disgusting. Well, I mean, first came Beast and Famine. Yeah, but I mean, even that was, like, very... Beast and Famine like, started the Cobblade trend. It was back then, but it wasn't, like... It wasn't... It wasn't I could insane. beat it. Yeah, I mean, like, any anybody, like, if you give them proper tools, like, you can still fight. But Batter Scroll just makes aggro decks not good enough. Yeah. Because you can't compete with a Bainslayer on them, you? And, uh... <laughs> I was having trouble with... Lotus Cobra putting Bane Slayers into play on turn three. Now there's a Stoneforge Mystic doing it. No. So what do you think? What do you think about Grim Lava Mancer in Standard? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what's going to be in the format yet. Um, it's pretty much what we've got now. A little bit of M12 without Jason Stoneforge. Yeah, but I mean, like with if, with M12 here. Like, there's like so 60 know. cards left to be spoiled. That's a lot of cards. There is something like that. I mean, and they've already just being spoiled last night. There's still quite a bit that could show up. We've still got two planeswalkers that we haven't yeah. seen. Six non-basic lands. Well, no, they they spoiled those today, and we're getting the five and eleven duels. Are we? Yeah. yeah. Because I checked the spoiler right before I left to do this, and they were not up it's yet. Still, yeah, they they're one. They were on MTG Salvation. When I left my house, okay. and I was here way before you were. Alright. You have a longer way to drive, though. Yeah, that's very true. But, uh, but yeah, like, I I think Blue White's still gonna be good. Blue White Flyers? People, I no, I don't know about Flyers. Oh. What about Draft? That's my favorite archetype in core sets, Blue yeah, White Flyers. What about the Impulse Draft? I mean, oh, I, I mean, we don't have a whole set. We don't, but I mean, from 10th edition up, I've always tried to draft Blue White Flyers. Or black white flyers. I mean, I guess uh, I don't have the whole set. I have no idea. <laughs> really can't tell you anything until I know like, a whole bunch more. Um, but uh, I had another question I wanted to ask you. I keep forgetting shit because you see, the the plan was Will was gonna put down a few questions for this. Yeah. I was gonna put down a few questions for this, and Chris was gonna put down a few questions for this. That way we'd have at least, like, a full hour of us not stumbling over what the fuck to ask you. <laughs> and I was sure the only one that... listen to this so they could hear us stumble and like, argue. Like, I'm not going to lie. I only wrote three questions because I couldn't think of anything else to ask. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't do shit. Will Bell, he hasn't been here in, like, an hour and a half. Oh, well. <laughs> well, when, when you got to go home. Have a bedtime and a girlfriend, that kind of stuff happens. Curfew. I definitely see him anyways, though. Yeah, we're we're about at the hour forty yeah, we'll, forty five mark. Yeah, we'll we'll start wrapping this up. Yeah. Um as always, we are brought to you by the Gathering Card Store in uh High Point, North Carolina. It's fun. I think. 
doing this in a card shop. People in the background playing, testing. Well, sometimes fun. shouting for no reason. Hey, I know that place. <laughs> sometimes. Um, they're reprinting Grim Lava Master. <laughs> Goblin Grenade. <laughs> um, and if you're wondering what that sound was, that was me and Chris doing the elbow slap. <laughs> elbow so, to the dome. Call back to our first episode where Julian butted in. If they're reprinting <laughs> Goblin Grenade. <laughs> um, you can uh, email us at runnin, no G, no apostrophe, the gauntlet at hotmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash runnin the gauntlet. Um, and you can also find a link there to our fan page, which we would really appreciate Please if like you it. like. We need 25. We need 25 likes to get facebook.com slash, you know, that so we can get rid of this terrible friend page. Because there's, like, nothing on it besides friends. A few links to our episodes and yeah, but so-and-so even, answered a question about running. But but <laughs> even even that gets lost among, like, people's status updates and stuff. So I want like, to know, know how little Johnny can answer a question about a podcast do you think running's cute? Yes. <laughs> yes I do. That, that was the funniest thing. Do you um, think running has ever mooned somebody? God, I hope not. <laughs> you can uh, you can follow us on Twitter at run underscore the gauntlet, and uh, you can find us every week on mtgcast.com and iTunes. Still can't believe iTunes actually puts us on here. Like, well, I mean, okay, for those of you who who don't already know. Um, MTG has had um, somebody hack their uh, their subscriber base or whatever. So like basically, they had to delete all the links and their their whole subscriber database got yeah. wiped out. And they're having a really hard time with people trying to resubscribe. And like everybody's got a manual subscribe. Like they can't find it through the store. Like they can't go to the store search for MTG Cast. Yeah. Like they got to do it through the menu bar, and it really sucks. So. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't already know that, you know you can find instructions on how to do that on MTG Cast. Um, so shout outs, final thoughts, gentlemen. I'm good. It's like yeah, it's nine. It's like yeah. nine o'clock. I love you, Jace. <laughs> <laughs> As Will Levi said last week, you will be missed like a long lost brother. And Stoneforge Mystic, you will be missed like another brother who slept with someone's sister and we can't hang out with you. Because it's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that has been episode three of Running the Gauntlet, and we are out of here. Keep deck building, keep playtesting, and keep running the gauntlet.